Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a weekly travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. A new report from Berkshire Hathaway Travel Protection recently revealed what they say are the safest countries and the safest cities to travel to. So in a few seconds, travel expert Onanta Forbes and I will review which countries and cities top the list. Plus, the Marriott Hotel Group is looking to expand their portfolio in the Caribbean and Latin America. So we'll find out more about that later in the podcast. And Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions will be along to give us a few destination ideas and travel deals with our weekly roundup. But first, let's kick things off chatting with travel expert Onanta Forbes, who joins us each week to discuss some of the travel news and travel trends. You can follow her adventures on Instagram, Facebook, and X at Onanta Forbes. OnantaForbes.com is her website. Hi, Onanta. Hi, Randy. Uh, we are going to talk about this uh, survey, State of Insurance's, or sorry, Berkshire Hathaway's State of Insurance Annual Safest Destinations Report. Apparently, they do this every year. They've been doing it for nine years. And basically, it's a report on safe destinations. Uh, It's a U.S. study, so we should take that with a grain of salt because, ironically, one of the countries that doesn't appear on their safe country or one of the countries that doesn't appear on their list is the United States, which probably it's because of an American study. Uh, Anyways, they surveyed uh, roughly around 1,700 travelers. So it's from travelers that have been to these uh, places on uh, various uh, criteria on what makes a safe place. Uh, anything that stood out for you? Interestingly enough, Canada was uh, ranked number one, which I think is the first time they've ever been in that place. So nice to see that, you know, living um, our, our home place um, is so well thought of throughout the world and is considered safe because absolutely, you know, whether you're traveling solo or a member of a group or a family, you don't want to be stressed about your well-being. Well, and we kind of take it for granted, I guess, because uh, all in all, when you really think about it, yeah, Canada is a pretty safe place. And it it bumped up from uh, number six spot from last year's list to number one. And then you have a lot of European countries like Switzerland was number two, uh, Norway, Ireland, the Netherlands, the United Kingdom, Portugal, like just about every European country is on that list. So apparently Americans think uh, Europe is a, a safe place to travel as well. Right. An interesting um, note uh, was last year, Iceland was number one, and this year it's number nine. So not too sure how it dropped so fast and so quickly, um, but it, it is a, I guess you have to look at this with a grain of salt, as you say, and there's different, it's not a definitive list of where to travel now, because at the end of the day, there's so many world events that can change the mood of a country so we always encourage people to use their common sense and keep up with the current news and weather warnings and talk to your travel agent because they have different um, sources that they can look at to see if there's a government travel advisory or other things of note Mm-hmm. Well, Iceland's a good example, uh, noting what is going on right now with their situation with uh, volcano activity that could erupt at any moment. So, yeah, it is a moving target constantly. Um, one, that, so have you, have you ever felt unsafe 
in a in a destination. I've never felt that way, and that's easy for me to say because I'm six foot two, two hundred and twenty five pounds, and so it's a lot different for a female, and a lot different as they pointed out too, for someone who's a visible minority. Right. So, I guess the one place I had a sense of. Um, my spidey sense was up. It was in an airport, actually, in Ethiopia. We were coming home from Namibia, and we had to transit through Abu Dhabi. And it was actually, it was just wild. It was just so many people packed in so many places. Um, even the preferred lounges were unbelievably chaotic. So that, in a sense, um, as well as... Countries where it is such a culturally diverse environment, like India, mm-hmm. I went there as part of a group, but as a solo traveler within that group, and I was glad of the safety of a group um, traveling through the beautiful country of India, but they have abject poverty and amazing wealth and opulence at the other end of the sp- spectrum as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I say, I've never really felt unsafe. The only thing I uh, was a, was leery of uh, was a fear of a traffic crash in the Caribbean, like being in a vehicle, because traffic is just crazy, and mm-hmm. being hit by a car, because, uh, because sometimes you're looking at vehicles, like the traffic is on the opposite side of the road, and again, uh, they're not necessarily looking out for pedestrians, so you have to be on your toes, at least that's what I thought. Um, when you're a pedestrian in, in the Caribbean. Uh, there's also a cities list that uh, they've created. Honolulu was uh, the safest city for American travelers, and Montreal was number two. I was surprised that at that. But, you yeah. know, um, but it's nice to see uh, that there is a Canadian city that cracked the top 15. Honolulu, it's just such like the original, like, tropical paradise. I think a lot of people, when they started to travel, um, had went to the Hawaiian Islands. Um, They thought it was, you know, nice and safe. It's, I think one of the things that's, that's, um, makes it comforting for us is that English is a predominant language there. You can drive Mm -hmm. on the same side of the road as us in um, Canada so those factors do play into um, how you feel as a sense of comfort throughout the world. And like you say, um, your sense of comfort was, was, you know, stretched a bit with being in a driving position or, you know, being driven in the Caribbean islands. But yeah, Honolulu is a beautiful destination and it continues to be a popular choice mm-hmm. um, to this day. And then other cities, uh, number three was uh, Reykjavik in uh, Iceland, and then Sydney, and and again, a lot of European cities, Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. Copenhagen, London, uh, Venice, so uh, a lot of European cities. I'm surprised that Paris is in there, though, because, uh, you know, in the last year, you've seen a lot of rioting in Paris and some, you know, uh, terrorist activities going on in Paris, so I'm surprised it made the top 15, actually. I, yeah, that that's true. It, it does have a lot of components, like with the labor strikes and the volatility of that. It's definitely been in the news media as far as um, how it can affect travelers and their experience. One um, 
city that I was most interested in seeing in the safest city, and I think it's grown to this ranking, is Amsterdam. I remember going to Amsterdam when I was a very young traveler, like just out of my teens, early 20s, and just being a little bit um, wide-eyed because it had such a lenient way of life, like mm -hmm. you could openly smoke um, weed in restaurants <laughs> and with the red light district, yeah. um, which was a little, you know, coming from a small town in rural Alberta, that was something you never saw every day. But, it, but you know, I've grown to love it as I've um, explored it as a, as a pre-cruise stop and explored the city. It's a great walking city. Um, and it's got so many historical sites. Uh, so it does, it is a, it is, it, it does feel safer in today's environment. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this is uh, a study that used uh, U.S. travelers. It would be interesting to see uh, international travelers, what their uh, list would be like if, if they expanded this out. And the other thing that uh, struck me too, uh, not necessarily about this list, but just safety in general and destinations. Uh, I remember I've, I've talked to a, a number of guests over the years talking about, uh, you know, because people always say, is this country safe? Like fill in the blank. Is Mexico safe? Is the U.S. safe? Is Canada safe? And it's such a subjective uh, question. And the, the answer always was, was similar. The fact is, it's not necessarily the destination, it's the situation you put yourself in. And mm -hmm. the, the three that always came up, you know, uh, being having too much to drink very late at night by yourself, <laughs> uh, being by yourself, and looking for illegal activities such as drugs and prostitution. Uh, you know, if, if you're uh, traveling with your family and you're in your hotel room by eight o'clock, chances are it doesn't matter where you are, you're pretty safe. Yes, absolutely. And I, th I do think you have to be, again, aware of your surroundings and just use common sense. Um, so it's not just abroad, but it's also in your own um, home city. Uh, interesting topic. If people want to look at the Berkshire Hathaway State of Insurance Annual Safest Destination Report, they can find it on their website, bhtp.com. Interesting subject. It's always great to chat. Onanta, Onanta Forbes is a travel expert. You can follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Onanta Forbes. Onantaforbes.com is her website. Thanks for doing this, Onanta. Thank you, Randy. Have a good week. Well, the Marriott Hotel Group is looking to expand their portfolio in the Caribbean and Latin America, giving you more options in those regions. So joining us now to share the news is Brian King. He is the president of Marriott International for the Caribbean and Latin America. Their website is Marriott.com. Hi, Brian. Hello, Randy. Thanks for your time today. Good to be with you. Uh, it's always exciting when there's new hotels opening up. Well, at least I do because I'm a bit of a hotel geek, but <laughs> but it is always exciting. So tell me about uh, Marriott's growth in the Caribbean and Latin America. It's not a new market for you, though, is it? No, it's not new. Actually, one of our first hotels opened up internationally in Acapulco in the late uh, late 60s is where Marriott began its uh, foray into interna international lodging. And don't be, feel bad about being a hotel geek, Randy. So am I. It's a good thing. <laughs> a couple of geeks <laughs> talking here. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So uh, now when you say Latin America, that covers a, a big space and same with the yeah. Caribbean. Uh, what, yeah. Can you narrow it down a little bit? Maybe we'll talk about some of the new properties. Sure, absolutely. Currently today, we've got almost 500 hotels open through this part of the world. And that represents about 88,000 rooms in 37 countries. So it is a very big geography that myself and my team cover. And it's exciting to see um, the amount of inbound international travel from Europe and the U.S. Um, that has really been exploring these markets more so, you know, post-pandemic than ever before. So there's been a lot of demand, which is terrific. I think people in general have learned some lessons in the pandemic that now's the time. Don't put off. Let's get going. And that's really what happened in the travel industry. Um, once it became safe to travel, it just exploded. And our my region in particular um, did incredibly well and continues to do well because we have some amazing vacation locations. Anything from as far north as Bermuda, you know, to the tip of Brazil. So and anything in between. Um, so really exciting places to travel. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's all different types of properties, isn't there? And I think most people are pretty familiar with the Marriott brand. Uh, and, and we kind of know what we're getting when we uh, book into a, a Marriott hotel. Yeah. Obviously, today we have 31 brands. Um, you know, Marriott's been around for almost 100 years, first starting in the food business and then into the lodging business. And I think it's obviously a name people know and trust. And then under the Marriott umbrella is a host of brands, anything from Ultimate Luxury, which we'd call the Ritz-Carlton Reserve, you know, very special, a few of them almost estate-like hotels, to your kind of everyday affordable travel hotels like Fairfield by Marriott, to our new newest brand in our region called City Express um, by Marriott as well. And then we've got interesting, you know, one-off unique hotels in our autograph collection, which are kind of boutique by nature. And a big part of our growth story in the Caribbean Latin America is all-inclusive, which is becoming incredibly popular. Well, I'm glad you touched on that because um, in the past, those areas, the Caribbean and Latin America, weren't really big on all-inclusives. And I think, you know, maybe not so much to their detriment, but, you know, if people are looking for, you know, that type of uh, a bargain or that type of a deal, uh, there was less to choose from, so to speak, from in that area. Do you agree? So what's interesting is if you think about all-inclusive as a category, you know, outside of merit, but just in general, I mean, Cala has always been, we call my region Cala, uh, the birthplace or the breadbasket of all-inclusive. That in areas like in Southern Europe and Turkey, what have you, there was a great, um, a great propensity of those types of hotels. And in general, they were all independent. Um, and they were probably a little more uh, friendly economically at the time, you know, and I think you know, you go back 20 years, it was a very different experience than what it is today. Today, interestingly enough, people are looking for extremely elevated experiences, which is not dining off of a buffet anymore. They're looking for seven unique restaurants in some mm -hmm. of our hotels. Um, and actually, the luxury space, we're entering in the next two years, Ritz-Carlton Reserve, all-inclusive. So this is going to be the pinnacle of experiences between entertainment, food and beverage, self-discovery, you know, making local in the hotel, really leaning into the local um, neighborhoods and communities the hotels live in and bringing that to the guests. I think the other thing that's really changed in the all-inclusive space, other than probably the price point, 
is I think it was like go to the hotel and stay in the hotel. Yeah. And no one left the gate, right? Once you got in, you were there for a week, you did what you wanted to, and then you left. This is about exploration. So we want to make sure in our all-inclusive experiences, the customers, of course, they can enjoy the resort. But we're also going to make sure they have access and opportunity to see what's happening in the local environment and community. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, exploring the area, uh, particularly when you're talking the Caribbean, I mean, there, some of those, well, all of the islands are spectacular and beautiful. You want to get out and explore them. So do you offer um, uh, in ways of activities outside of your resorts or at least uh, offer uh, like a, a third party to do it? Yeah, so it's a combination of both. Um, in general, we always have you know uh, third parties who help us with local excursions for sure, and have excursion desks located in our properties. For example, I was just at Barbados last week. We have a great collection, the elegant collection of all-inclusive hotels, and you know Barbados is one of those magical islands that I still think is a bit undiscovered, especially for the U.S. traveler. It's always been a big um, source market. The U.K. has always been its largest source market. But an amazing island, amazing people, and really approachable, right? So we want to make sure people know about the local food cuisine there, about the art, the artisanship and craftsmanship that takes place, um, and the culture at large. So we've got events that feature, you know, local dishes, and then we want to make sure we have local artisans or uh, museum curators, whatever it is, come to the property or ensure we're making sure that people can go see those venues as well, too. Well, that's one example, and I do love Barbados. Uh, any other examples you can think of, of of new places that people can get excited about? Yeah, I think, you know, I would say not new, but always exciting is Grand Cayman. I mean, I think that's an amazing island destination, which is just terrific. Um, and you're also seeing great growth in kind of southern Cancun, an area that we call um, Riviera Maya, mm-hmm. uh, which I think most can- folks who go to Cancun think about, you know, the strip, the hotel strip. But if you go further south, places like Tulum or along the way, you're going to find some amazing hotels. We actually opened the St. Regis um, recently in that neck of the woods, and we're about to open an addition hotel. Now, they're not all inclusives, but they're definitely new luxury experiences that are out there. And then, of course, we've got great family-friendly hotels. We did a partnership with an organization called Blue Diamond, and they're part of our autograph collection. And everything from, you know, fun Planet Hollywood to kid-friendly hotels to adults-only hotels in the all-inclusive space. Really, there's something for everybody. Well, and and one thing that I always bring up when I'm talking to hotel people is the the suites. And I'm talking about uh, maybe the example would be the Marriott residences where, you know, you have a two or three bedroom suite where you can accommodate, you know, a family of six. You know, generational travel is now big and you can accommodate them now. Well, that that's interesting you bring that up because when you stay at an all-inclusive, you will traditionally find the rooms to be much larger um, and have more space because – People are typically there for a longer period of time, and it's it's not you know a business travel hotel where you have one individual in the room. It's multiple guests in the room, sometimes two, sometimes four, mm-hmm. you know, families. So making sure that our hotels have lots of sweet opportunities for customers, and you also find you know great balconies, great outdoor spaces. And I always that's something I always recommend is when you look at a room, look at how much balcony space it has, um, and I, that's a place where people want to be outside. Um, if they don't want to run down to the pool at that moment. 
and enjoy the fresh air and just open your balcony and hang out there with your family, especially I'm, for vacation. I'm, I'm writing this down as a tip now. Look at the size of the balcony. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I never really thought of that, but it's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is the relationship with um, you know companies like Air Canada Vacations, WestJet Vacations, and that type of thing? I mean, people obviously have to get to the destination to enjoy your properties. Yeah, it's an important relationship with we have um, with any of our airline partners. And, you know, folks are wholesalers who distribute our packages. So customers, especially in the all-inclusive space, are looking for one-stop shop. You know, I want to pay for it and be done. And I just want to enjoy the hotel. And that's everything from airport transports, you know, transfers from the Mm -hmm. airport, the airline itself, everything they want to just completely done when they check out. They don't want to, they want to see a zero balance because it's already been prepaid. Yeah, they don't, they, decide, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't want to think. <laughs> no, no. And you shouldn't on that. I mean, vacation time with family is precious. And I really, really mean that. And mm-hmm. the ability to turn off and do a digital detox during your vacation, that's another tip. Because when else can you? Uh, time is precious. We've all learned that. Family time is so meaningful. And to be totally present um, I think that's one thing we stress with our guests. Hey, we've mm-hmm. done everything for you. You don't have to think about the bill. Lots of food and beverage options. Just enjoy your family, your spouse, your kids, whoever you have. Be in the moment. And um, don't worry about the bill. You already paid for it. So Exactly. Yeah, I think it's important. I like that. Uh, Brian King is the president of Marriott International for the Caribbean and Latin America. Lots of, lots of new properties to open up and uh, that are opening up. You can find out more details at Marriott.com. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, Brian. I appreciate it. You as well, Randy. And as I like to say, keep your bags packed and your heart open. This is the Informed Traveler podcast. I'm Randy Sharman. Just want to remind you of our website, theinformedtraveler.org. That's where you can find our contact page. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, you can always email me too with any questions you might have. My email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. And if you want to get up-to-date travel info through the week or just see a few amusing travel stories and links, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler.org. Or you can follow me on X at Informed Traveler. So now, as always, we'd like to end the show with our weekly roundup. And joining us to do that is Ken Stewart from Cropa Travel Solutions. Good day, sir. Hello, Randy. Hello, everybody. Uh, a great week we had. Uh, last week, our friends from Exotica uh, were in town doing their Canadian road trip. Uh, exciting company. They've been around since 2013, but have been really uh, coming on strong since uh, after COVID. You might have seen some commercials on TV that they've been doing now. Uh, they've got over 300 POS possible uh, tours, packages, and adventures that you can choose from worldwide. Uh, one of the great things is that you can choose your airfare in advance as part of your trip, and they look after everything with the airfare, so both you and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, but that's a really, really nice thing. And all kinds of uh, choices, too, for accommodations to suit your budget, uh, from three-star to four-star to five-star luxury. So, again, and the upgrades are not that much to you know change to the higher categories of accommodations. But, again, you know, similar trips, but you're going to just uh, get to choose your accommodation, uh, a lot of the trips also include some free time where you have an optional excursion that you can do through them, or you can just do your own thing if you want to uh, go exploring or just chill at your hotel for the day. And, nice. uh, 
what are the offers that they have? Uh, again, everybody's got a whole bunch coming up. Black Friday offers. 13 days in Portugal, February 2nd, with air out of Calgary, starting at $27.99 all in. And that includes wow. your, oh, your transfers, uh, breakfast, a lunch, uh, uh, pretty much excursions other than the free days. So, again, not too bad a price. Yeah, no price. kidding. So is it like a kind of a a la carte type thing so you can pick your hotel depending on what your budget uh, suits you? No, you don't you? really pick the hotel. They have contracts with all the hotels. Okay. So it's it's the hotels are already picked. You just have to choose, though, how much you want to spend on your money. I get uh, Some people are comfortable staying in a three-star. You know, they're clean, tidy, reliable. They're not yep. going to have any problems, obviously. They've been vetted by Exotica. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people want a little more amenities and things like that. So you're going to choose a four-star. Nice. Or if they're like you, you're going to treat the wife. You're going to go totally luxury the whole way. Yep, and, uh, that's me. So yeah, yeah, the hotels are locked <laughs> in with with uh, contracts that they have for you know hotels in a different city. But again, nothing wrong with a three star. You might have a, you know a little bit of a walk to get to downtown, or the central area, maybe you know ten or fifteen minutes kind of thing. Whereas the uh, four star, five star are going to be right centrally located and things like that. So, but again. You know, it's something worth checking out because, uh, again, they've got some fantastic pricing. I know they were talking about one, two on the Black Friday sale, uh, Kruger and uh, Cape Town, 11 mm-hmm. days in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if I remember right, the pricing at the show they mentioned with the sale, airfare out of Calgary and everything was going to be just around 3200 to South wow. Africa. Wow, to go to South Africa. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'm in. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just announced uh, this past week, Western Airlines starting in May and now available to book are flying seasonally direct to Iceland, which is really, really popular. That's great for us here out of Calgary. Yeah. Direct flight where you can easily connect and do a land package or maybe even a cruise or a combo of the two from there. You so can, uh, like watch say, the volcano explode. Well, we're hoping that's not going to cause a whole lot of grief. <laughs> I know, right? like, about five years ago when we did have the interrupt. Yes, yes. It caused all kinds of chaos for flights. Yeah, because the airspace, you can't fly through that uh, ash. Exactly. It's all kinds of havoc in the uh, aircraft engines. So. Fingers hopefully, crossed yes, when hopefully it settles down happens. and it's just warning us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thomas Cruises, sailings in Antarctica for 2024 and 25. Uh, new bookings now. The second guest sales free, as well as Ooh. up to $4,000 in bonus savings, depending on selling your trip. And once you're on board, it's almost like staying at an all-inclusive resort with everything included in your sailing package, beverages, meals, uh, room service, all that kind of stuff. So again, you know, it's something if Antarctica's ever been on your uh, <coughs> radar, that was a good time to check it out. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Right, Windstar Cruises. We talk about them a lot with their seven for seven sailings every Thursday. We've got this week. We've got Canary Islands, Tahiti, Costa Rica, Panama, Greece, and more. Uh, but they've got lots of uh, 2023 and 2024 departures still with low or no solo supplement. Mm. So again, you know, if you're a solo traveler, now's a good time to check it out and maybe jump on board because you're never going to be lost in the crowd. Uh, the Windstar Yachts Welcome, uh, the smallest one is only 148 guests, and the largest one is only 342 guests. So you're never going to feel like you're, uh, 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 you know, not traveling by yourself. You make lots of friends, and uh, some of the small ones almost traveling on your own private yacht. Well, and you bring it up a lot too. Uh, if you're traveling with a friend, but you don't want to share the room, you know, you're you're considered a solo traveler, even though you're traveling with someone. Exactly. I mean, the first time I travel with you, we'll share a room. After that, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we get along. 
Formula One is back in Vegas, and again, lots of controversy going on down there. And if you're a fan and you're interested in going down to see it again, right now they're already starting to book packages for uh, next year, when it's going to be on uh, November 21st to the 23rd. Uh, coming when they F1 comes back to the city, and apparently yeah. it's there for a minimum of five years. Uh, so they yeah. built the whole paddock and everything with the pits and all that kind of stuff just off the strip. Everything's staying there, and uh, we'll see how it works out for them next year. Yeah, I don't think it's working out the way they want it to, though, because uh, the locals no, aren't very it. the locals aren't very happy. No, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 definitely. But again, it brings a lot of tourist dollars into the into the city too. So. It's, you know, one of those tough trade-offs kind of thing. And I heard they're getting a Major League Baseball team in Las Vegas. The uh, yeah. Oakland A's and are supposed to be And there's even rumors moving. of a Major yeah. Basketball team. I know when we were down there last October, uh, the uh, we stayed at the uh, Hilton Conrad uh, Resort World, and they were talking that just back in behind them may be the site for the basketball stadium. Mm. So, I mean, you're going to have everything to do in Vegas. Yeah, I like that. I like Vegas. It's fun. Uh, every week, lots of new people are joining our free travel club, uh, getting all those extra perks and offers. A lot of times in addition to the supplier's desk offers or sales, so you can get some extra value and you can double dip because you can take advantage of both of them when you book through our office here. Uh, we're the official Travel Savers affiliate here in Calgary, and you also receive our newsletter, lots of great information, travel ideas, and more. And the offers change every three months uh, on their deals. So again, you're getting them four times a year. Uh, and best of all, uh, if it's not for you, Really easy, just hit that unsubscribe button and we'll take you off our list. Yeah, easy. And lots of talks about Black Friday sales, uh, which is November 24th in USA, but also available to a lot of us here in Canada. I know Princess, NCL, RCCL, Royal Caribbean, uh, Colette, Globus, Scenic, Emerald, Sunwing, Air Canada Vacations, pretty much all the main <laughs> Just about everybody, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got a Black Friday sale on. And again, there's specific offers and specific dates for the sale. But I mean, if you're looking at one of those suppliers, reach out to your favorite travel agent. Uh, have a quick conversation and see if there's something you've been looking for and if it might be available through the Black Friday sale and take advantage of that. And also remember all the time, too, travel agents... Uh, Online pricing is almost identical to what any agent can find for you if they're worth their salt. But not only can we assist you before, help you with some suggestions, uh, assist again during and necessary, during or after the trip. Uh, we'll try and answer some of the questions you can on your own because I know when I talk to my computer, it doesn't really talk back to me. If it does, <laughs> it's not nice. Uh, we'll always ask you questions about travel related issues you might not even have thought of. So, again, uh, if you need some help or you won the lottery last night and uh, you really want to get away, do the big thing. Uh, we've probably been serving Calgary in the area for 24 years. So give us a call. Give your favorite travel agent a call. And no matter how big or how small your needs are, uh, relax. It's all taken care of with us. What is that number? In Calgary, 403-241-7140. And outside of Calgary, toll free, 1-877-511-5511. Relax. It's all taken care of. Indeed, sir. Thanks for listening, everyone. And that is our show for this week. If you have comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can let me know by sending me an email at randy at theinformedtraveler.org. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. You can check out our website too, theinformedtraveler.org. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Travel safe and be an informed traveler.